pop culture questions only one podcast knows. Nerds that know. Rated R. A rough day. That's what that was. There's a nasty bug that is going around Colorado right now. I, I think that the three of us all ended up picking up something at Skate City uh, with all of the little germy children touching everything. Well, Dad had something last week too. Yeah, see, so. Dad had it too. He was there as well. So sure I blame I uh, the eight-year-old's birthday party. I'm pretty sure. Uh... Monsieur Toaster had the same thing. I think I gave it to him. So <sighs> the girlfriend got the same thing. Yep. Uh, yeah. Gold Goon has a, a girlfriend, a fiance, and then the girlfriend's wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were out to uh, dinner at Cheesecake Factory a week ago, two weeks ago, and he said something about the girlfriend. And then pointed, he was like, and that's the wife. This is the fiance. And our server was like, well, aren't you guys just the cutest little Polly family? <laughs> like we were joking but yeah kind of <laughs> the best part about that story is we made them take the uh fetish quiz last week and toaster was like i didn't know you could be more than 93 percent vanilla no what he said was i didn't know a person could be a hundred percent vanilla yeah and his wife was 93 percent vanilla oh wow we are not there <clears throat> Very yeah, we're we're definitely the odd couple of the couple. We're the we're the weird ones. I'm not even ninety three. That, that that's aggressively high. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes it is. Okay. So you have to try to avoid stuff to get to ninety three. <laughs> uh, so Smurf is still somewhere uh, under a bridge, you know, uh, being inappropriate with all sorts of uh, creatures welding. Uh, delving trolls and such. Still in prison. There is that. Uh, and then King Goon is out in San Diego uh, this week on a drinking spree. But don't worry, folks. It's for work. Drinking his way through California? Yeah. Last week he drank his way through Boston. Yeah. Now he's drinking his way through California uh, and loving every minute so of it. Cal has not been unpleasant to him. He is sent many a pictures of what the uh, brewers and uh, uh, distributors have done for him. And it is like $600 steak dinner after $600 steak dinner. They were at the Stone Brewery today doing stuff. And they have put him up at the finest accommodations out there in SoCal. So he's having a good time. How do you level up to that job, by the way? Oh, man, I was on my way there. And then my liver decided to tell me, no, you shouldn't do that anymore. (laughs) I'm not saying just the alcohol part. How do you get to that point where... Well, he's been with the same company for, what, like 20 years? 15 years? No, I got him the job there. 
So he's been there for six years, something like that. I know he's been in the industry yeah. for a long time. He, he, uh, yeah, he's he's been doing the beer game there since I I left it there on his doorstep for him. So. Mm. Welcome, Matt. Okay, so we do have a lot to cover tonight. Uh, we still don't have our anime fest report because Smurf is in jail, in jail. under a bridge. Yes. He, he is having intercourse under a bridge with trolls in jail. Which is why he's in jail. Uh, which, you know, speaking of intercourse, if you wear a smartwatch, turn those off or take them off before the sex. Because if you have a talk-to-text thing on your watch... You may text your parents. And then you have to explain to your father-in-law why he got a message... That just says yes. It's a general rule. So you Unless know you are audio taping or videotaping yourself on purpose. You should be aware of where all of your electronics are and whether or not they've turned on during intercourse. We're always aware <laughs> of the phones themselves. Yeah. The the <laughs> thing on my wrist though was far less important than the actual pants that I was wearing. This is true. Hey, sometimes you got to take extra steps. No. Okay, so <laughs> I don't know the right way from there, so we're just going to pretend like I came up with something witty and clever. Yes! And start talking about Moon Knight. We are talking about last week's episode of Moon Knight, where our hapless hero and his hapless hero, inner self, and I still think that there's a third person rummaging around in there somewhere. Well, and, they definitely uh, hinted at that. During yeah, they the, hinted at it a few episode. times, because there was one, there was another sarcophagus in the well, that's new stuff. Trying um, to bang its way out, seemingly. Yeah, yeah and then there was a, another fight scene in this last one where neither guy would take credit for murdering everybody. Um, but we have the penultimate, the Hero uh, becomes the villain because the gods all gang up on the hero god and put him in a jar. And they don't put him in a jar; they turn him into stone. Yeah, they turn him into a statue. Which, by the way, how many other gods do they have in there? Because that was a shitload of statues on that wall. Looked like about 10, 12, 14. Yeah, it was a bunch. That's, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, who else is locked away? And then you get to see the number of avatars that there are walking the world. Well, less than I figured, to be honest. Yeah, I thought there'd be a lot more for sure. <laughs> okay, no, so, here, so here's the thing. In, was it, I think the first episode, when they're putting the big sign, the big banners up at the museum, and he's all like, uh, you guys are missing gods on this. They're, you're only showing nine, but there should be 11. Mm-hmm. Or 12 or whatever it was. Like, those are the ones that are supposedly with avatars. Well, and that's the thing, because I think they said it was eight instead of ten, right? Yeah. Which, technically, even their interpretation of that particular pantheon is incorrect, because there's two of the ones that are in that group that aren't actually in that group. But for the purposes of their universe, they are. So there's potentially other ones that are missing. Well, and apparently there's at least a dozen more that are just sitting on a wall in the bottom of the Pyramid of Giza. Yeah, which is really interesting. And how they got water 
to not get stagnant underground in a desert, in a cave, I'm not exactly sure how that happened. Because it's magic. You know, I have the same question. And fire. Indiana Jones. Also fire magic. And water in places where fire and water should not be normal. Well, they also found uh, Alexander the Great's tomb, so... That was pretty cool, actually. <laughs> I, I, I liked the Macedonian moment, where yeah. he was like, but he told everyone he was Egyptian! Yeah. That was pretty funny, actually, how they did all of that. Yeah, so... Well, it, it, it makes you wonder, though, because like, if they're missing from the thing, is that because... He knows that they exist. He knows that the two are supposed to be there. Steven does. Mm-hmm. Right. But why doesn't anybody else in the museum acknowledge that? Because, That's the weird part. Because they're not cool. Yeah. The, well, the figure, gods, not not the museum people. You would figure that you know the people setting up the exhibit would have that knowledge more than the guy that works in the gift shop. You would think so. You would think so, but. Uh, so that but, kind of might be hinting at some something playing in there that maybe because Conchu's in his head, he still has knowledge of them while everyone else has forgotten them because they were erased by the rest of the Pantheon, I guess. It's very probable. You know, I liked at the end of last week's episode where you get to see the embodiment of one of the gods. Oh, of yeah. 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 She is fantastic. She is hilarious. When you watch this week's episode, it's even better. I laughed out loud when they opened the door and there's a giant fucking hippopotamus, bipedal hippopotamus, and she goes, hi. (laughs) I lost my shit. (laughs) Yeah, that was was a really good episode. And then we don't know what happened because he... Gets shot, falls through the earth, seemingly, and then ends up in a psych board with all the people he knows. But they're not those people anymore. They're now patients and doctors and orderlies. Yeah, Dr. Harrow is creeping me out. Yeah, that's fucking horrifying, isn't it? That <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I don't know if he's creepier as the cult leader or as the doctor, to be Who's honest. Because the, the doctor has the mustache. Do you remember that Lonely Island song that came out about 10 years ago that was called The Creep? with John Water. <laughs> yes. That's what Dr. Harrow reminded me of. I was like, aww. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're kind of left with a, a cliffhanger, which if you watch this week's episode, you get a little bit more information than that. But they leave you with a cliffhanger of what is reality? Yeah, which is one of the fun things about Moon Knight in itself is that he's always fighting that in the comic books. Exactly. And- it's a battle against himself, against the god, and where is reality? Like, what? what is it? Is it the superhero? Is he in the psych ward? Is he part of the Egyptian god pantheon? Which pantheon of Egyptian gods is real? You know, it's it's just so beautifully done. And Oscar Isaac just, man, his duality of characters is just unbelievable. He's just- That's the thing. It's not even a duality. It's like he's playing four different characters at any given time. Right. He's just amazing. The guy the guy is bloody brilliant. I love him when he's like, excuse me, Mr. The Great. Yeah. <laughs> it for for whatever reason, that moment made me think of all of my nieces and nephews 
okay, maybe just like the the eight year old down. Mm. I feel like that's something that they would say, especially your oldest. Yeah, she would be like, "I'm going to completely disrupt this tomb and tear apart this sarcophagus, but I'm going <laughs> to be really polite about it." I'm going to jam my arm into this former dictator's throat. It it, it reminds me of the whole Mr. Uncle Gonzo transition. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Excuse me, Mr. Uncle Gonzo. (laughs) But no, that was. uh, Gold Dagoon is also Gonzo Dagoon. Yeah. No. But they did a good job of presenting that, like that whole, the whole final part of that episode. Yeah, I agree. Of what part is real, what part is fake, and what exactly is happening. I loved all of that. I completely agree. I feel like the more we get into this show, the more I want to watch this show. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed the first couple of episodes, but the casting is so good that... You, you feel these characters. Well, and this is that with this one, it, I'm kind of getting the same that I was getting with WandaVision, to be honest. And it's you get to a certain point and you're like, please just give me more of what's happening. Yeah. Let's, exactly. let's get to the next part, please. Let's exactly. get <laughs> And you know, it's 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 really beautifully done by Kevin Feige and the gang because the, it wants it, it leads you to want them in more things. So like when we got done with the Scarlet Witch in the wardrobe. Uh, we wanted to see them in. We're now we're excited about Doctor Strange because you know the Scarlet Witch is in there, and uh, we're going to get to the end of Moon Knight. There's not going to be a Moon Knight season two, but he's going to be in all these other movies now in, in MCU. You know, Phase Four or whatever. And I think they could do more every time movies. he shows up, people are going to be like, "That's fucking awesome!" You know, they could probably do another more Moon Knight television. I think. I think that's a distinct possible i think we're going to get the same thing with daredevil too there's certain characters where their story is so microverse compared to the rest that you can really play with the characters consistently without overexposing them i feel like daredevil's a little bit more so just because there's so much more that can happen in that city um the the moon knight character is kind of self-contained within you know, the Egyptian gods and stuff. And then what does he do after that? Uh, he teams up with people is what he does in all the other comic books. He teams up with Punisher. And so that's when we're going to get him showing up in other people's movies. And Oscar Isaac's yeah. going to make himself millions of dollars off of this. Namely, two other properties he's likely to show up in. Spider-Man. Probably. Well, I don't know about Spider-Man just because of the Sony thing. Maybe. Well, that's true. But it's definitely going to be Blade. And probably Doctor Strange. I, I, if they, if they revive Punisher, he could be in there too because him and Punisher did a lot of stuff in the comic books. Well, and once you get them all together, there's there is a common Midnight Suns thing occurring. Right. If you start wrapping all those guys together, I mean, it could be it could be a really cool thing down the way. I, I just the, the way. Oscar Isaac talks about it like it's only a miniseries and the way that everything else. I just don't think we're going to get a second season. Okay. Well, if we do, Andrew I'm not Garfield, happy about it. Well, Andrew Garfield lied, for us, lied to us for almost two years. That's so. 
That's Just saying. True. MCU is but, full of liars. Um, but in a good way. Oscar Isaac has already bagged on Disney a bunch with the Star Wars stuff, so I don't think he could be that good about it. But, <laughs> I mean, we've been wrong before. I, I get, you know, the him and John Boyega thing when they were, you know, after the Star Wars, when they all got let out of their Star Wars contracts. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that happened there that led me to believe that Oscar Isaac's a little bit more forthcoming than some of the other MCU actors are. Unless yeah, he but, was told not to be. Yeah, there's limitations on that also. You're, there's certain things based on what your contract says. What are you allowed to talk about in public or not? Right, that's true. So, and he is seemingly signed on for more Moon Knight at some point. We'll just have so, to wait and see. Yeah. But I, I feel like his character will definitely be sticking into the MCU. It's just whether we're gonna see him on the small screen or the big screen, we have to wait and find out. And I, I, I told you guys before I got on this cast, every episode that I watched, what did I say? Give me Moon Knight. And mm-hmm. it has not disappointed me. Oh no, that's amazing. Yeah, and and today's episode, whoa. Holy shit, I can't wait till next week to talk about today's episode. <laughs> oh, man. Like, go out and watch it. Get ready for next week. Because, whoa, they blow the doors open again with what's so happening good. in this, in this so story. Good. So good. And it is utterly heartbreaking and one rather large chunk of it. Yes. But you really get to know Stephen and Mark. Mm-hmm. And you get to fully... Not fully understand, but you get a better comprehension of the dichotomy that exists within this person. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we've mentioned it several times. Uh, Let's go ahead and jump over to Doctor Strange, which has been banned in multiple countries in the Middle East. Yeah. All the countries where it's illegal to be gay. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So. Disney refused to pull out. One key component of one key character in Doctor Strange 2. And so. Which applaud, applaud Disney for making a human decision rather than a money decision. Correct. Absolutely. Because we so, don't. Uh, a huge component of uh, America Chavez's character is that she has lesbian moms, that's her parents. Yeah. And obviously in Saudi Arabia, they kind of frown on those things and countries alike. And Disney and Kevin Feige and assuming their entire board has decided that, well, it's so important to the story that we're not going to compromise it for you. Yeah, I was very pleased to see that. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch was saying that he's disappointed uh, that the press tour has changed, where they're going to be allowed to go has changed. So, uh, it's it's an expected disappointment, is how he put it. Leonard mm-hmm. Cumberbatch is one hundred percent on board with all of that. I know oh yeah, he's played both sides of the fence in several different roles. Yeah, because then what he says after is, "We have to push for inclusion," and I'm glad that Marvel and Disney are pushing for this. Yeah, right? and his it... incredibly supportive of their decision. He's just upset that these countries are being douchebags. Exactly, and that's what I was saying. Seemingly, based on what he was saying, it he's more upset at the idea that this is still a thing. Absolutely. This is an issue that exists. Not that he doesn't get to go on a world tour and through the Middle East, but... Yeah, 
That's not his problem at all. The problem is that it's still a thing. So, and let's see. Um, It's understandable and is disappointing for everyone on their side of the world, honestly. So, you know, um, a giant freaking robot is uh, one of the sources that we've looked at for this. And the, the quote is, we say huzzah, not only for including the character, but for giving her a big role. And that, you know, they're basically saying, you know what, Disney and Marvel, we're all going to back you, even if these countries are being, you know, douche nozzles. Uh, well, the countries in which this is not going to be in, uh, where Doctor Strange is not going to be allowed, is uh, our Egypt... Saudi Arabia and Kuwait um, are the big ones where there were press tours scheduled. Yeah, and and, and they're one hundred percent right. Altering the character at that level because it seemed, and a lot of people would say, "Well, why does it matter?" Her having two moms is a gigantic part of why she becomes a hero. Yeah. In general, like that is a huge part of who her character is and who she becomes. So, and with them seemingly kind of bringing her in, I'm assuming for a large role when it comes to the young Avengers stuff that they're going to be doing in the near future, that's pretty important. You can't take out a key aspect of a character like that. Yeah. It's like saying that Batman's parents just moved away. Yeah. Yeah, when Batman's parents don't die, Thomas Wayne becomes a murderer. So keep that in mind. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so uh, I would just like to applaud Disney and Marvel because this is the second uh, time we've talked about their inclusion initiative. And it's not even called that anymore. It's just we're being inclusive, suck it up and deal. Shit, it's it's about ready to get, get them kicked out of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> the Ron DeSantos in Florida is moving to remove all their all their goodies and, and kick the whole breaks, corporation. Yeah. yeah, kick the whole corporation out. There will yeah, be- let's see let's see if he remains in power if that happens. Right. There is so much money funneled in to Florida from Disney it, it just could you Disney imagine? World. That's all you need to say. Disney World. Last report, I think uh, the Disney Corporation had the fourth largest Navy in the world. That sounds about accurate. <laughs> Plus, I have Captain that is America. That's also insane. All right. Yeah. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump over to Batman. And Robert Pattinson's Batman has been picked up for a second movie. Batman 2 has officially been announced. Uh, We don't have all of the details as to what um, this storyline will be. But we do know that so far, uh, Batman has earned, the Batman has earned over $750 million in the box office. Yep. And Robert Pattinson is going to be Batman for at least another film, if not a couple more. Matt Reeves is coming back. Yes. Yeah. Um, which is really funny because Jensen Eccles, who has been the voice actor for Batman uh, in the Long Halloween parts one and two, 
has said that he won't watch the Batman because of Robert Pattinson and that being Batman does not require sparkles. Uh, and so he's joking about the fact that uh, he does not think that Robert Pattinson is uh, the right actor to take on this role. You know, and one of the, the that was one of my big complaints going into this was I'm not sure how exactly this guy gets this role, but watching the movie itself, I get it. Like that was not a complaint of mine was the the Bruce Wayne Batman character in itself. Um, I thought he was a pretty good Batman, and I thought he was. I mean, they didn't really portray. He, he wasn't him. a great Bruce Wayne, but he was a great Batman. Well, he, well, he, he, Batman. he didn't get a chance to be Bruce Wayne at all. Well, and he's a good version of this Bruce Wayne so far because this yeah. is the early, early Bruce Wayne who's more a little bit, honestly, a little bit petulant, <laughs> a little bit naive, very short tempered still. Yeah, like. I, I I thought his portrayal of the character was um, one of the brighter parts of the movie, to be honest with you. Uh, I know that you also said that you're hoping that the second uh, Batman movie has more than three notes in it. Two. I need more than two. If they had a third note, I would be fucking thrilled. Yeah, I rewatched it. I still don't like that that last half hour of that movie. I like it as part of a different movie. Yeah. That I still like. I what are you watching? I'm like, God, they really needed to cut this off right when the the wall, the water walls get taken down. Right then, he needs to have this this acknowledgement of fear. Yeah, and that's how it needs to end. Of oh shit, what just happened? They they told the entire story instead of leaving it a little bit short. Yeah. And what happened was they couldn't have a cliffhanger, so then they had the Joker in at the end of it. Well, I, I'm assuming someone told them, like, well, there's not enough action in this movie. Because up until that point, there's really only, like, two action sequences in the entire movie. And that's the yeah. car chase with the penguin right. and then the gunfight at the club. Like, I mean, there's not not complaining about the lack of action either. Like, if they, But, no. right, if they, yeah. they would have cut the story off, there, you would have had a huge cliffhanger and you could have gone to another movie using these same and introduce another bad guy. Now exactly. you have a penguin who's in power and possible Joker returns. Honestly, I think if they had just cut out everything that was in the Coliseum, like the the walls break and then you see the Riddler talking to the Joker. Right? Yeah. With the laugh. Cut out everything that happens in the Coliseum. Yeah, because only that, really that, like twenty minute blurb. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. I'm not. I, I guess not the entire last half hour, but that's the part I'm talking about. Is everything yeah. that happens inside their version of Madison Square Garden? If you take that out, there's really only one, two things that happen in that sequence that have any importance to the story potentially in the future. But even then, you could have left that out and it still would have been fine you could have put that in, in the next movie right well they just uh, uh, the DCEU needs to hire us to help them with their film editing because we got this yo yeah and All we're right. getting a we're getting a penguin movie and an Arkham or penguin series and an Arkham series coming out of this so maybe they'll help explain stuff and you have two more shows coming out of this. You didn't need to add everything else. 
That's that was the biggest problem with that. And then, like you said, that the, the now the second movie. Yeah, and then the you know change up the sound a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. New sound designer, new soundtrack. And I'm hoping they don't jump straight to Joker. I'm hoping that is three. That is movie number three. Maybe end with him breaking out of Arkham in two. Or something like that. I really want two to be the Court of Owls. Oh, that would be fun. Because that's a young Batman story still. So you can really get into the Court of Owls. and Well, and it's one they haven't told yet either. Not much of they've hint they've given a little bit of it in the animated stuff, but not right. But it's enough. never been on the big screen. No, no, never, never really expressed how much of an influence the Court of Owls has over the Batman storyline. But well, like we we don't know what the the storyline is going to be for the Batman two. We just know that it's going to happen. I'm sure we'll get some teasers and uh, some press releases coming up here within the next couple of months. So we will continue to cover the Batman. I have one early thing that I think they're definitely going to do because this, they pulled part of part of the story is pulled from the no man's land storyline. And that heavily relies on Bane at a certain point. I'd be all right with them retelling a Bane story. I mean, the the Bane we got, obviously, first was awful. Yeah. Bane. Tom Hardy's not awful. Are you talking about the... No, I'm talking about the first iteration. Oh, God, the Batman and Robin version? The the only good part about that... The Batman Forever version? Yeah, the only good part about that movie was Redhead Uma Thurman and Skin Tight. (laughs) Literally the only good part about it. But then the Tom Hardy Bane got... He was good. He was good, but he got his nuts cut at the end of that movie. He should have... He should have been more impactful at the conclusion of that story. I agree. All right, so let's go ahead and we're going to go back over to the MCU. And Bad Bunny is going to be in a live-action Marvel movie as the first Latino lead in a live-action Marvel movie. Good for this guy. That's technically not the MCU. That's the Spider-Verse. Okay, well, it's part of Marvel. But it's Sony's Marvel. Right. Fair enough. But which, he is the first Latin superstar, El Muerto. Yeah, which is really cool, honestly. I, I mean, I'm not a right. huge fan of Bad Bunny's music, but... No, but El Muerto is a fun story. Yeah, he's a really fun story, and I and uh, Bad Bunny did a little bit of stuff in wrestling not too long ago. Yeah, he was and, in WrestleMania. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like he, he has the personal personality, I think, to do really well as a lead. I agree. I agree. I think, like you said, I'm not a huge fan of his his uh, what he does. You know, as far as the sounds. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just not, that's just not my generation of sound. I do really enjoy his showmanship. Exactly. And, um, I was a little bit like, wow, he's going to get into WWE. And then when I saw him doing it, I'm like, 
man's kind of good at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a pretty good ring presence about him, so I, I'm excited to see what he can do. Not not to go off topic, I actually had the same thing happen with Logan Paul. Was that who it was? Yeah, Logan Paul. He participated this year, and I was like, oh, God, really? And then I was like, you know what? He might have been the most impressive person in that match. <laughs> he's such a dick, and he lets it just flow out like I am an asshole, and I want you to hate me. I, I can't even deal with Logan Paul after the Pokemon card fiasco. Oh, do you see what happened with, uh, with his WrestleMania gear? He wore no. that the uh, Pokemon. Oh yeah, card he, had that, card he had that million dollar card around his neck that he punched a hole in. Yeah, <laughs> and he wore that into in into WrestleMania. Yeah, he had he had the illustrator card, and it was uh, he put it in a, a around a chain on his neck, <laughs> going into the arena. It's like a two and a half billion dollar card. <laughs> it's more money I mean, than a diamond's worth. It's a piece of fucking cardboard. It's yeah, and he wore it. He wore it to WrestleMania to prove that he's an asshole. Right. Yeah, and he has more money than he had. five million dollars worth of GI Joe cards. Exactly. But, you know, Bad Bunny's in the same vein where it's like you're not expecting much, and then you're surprised. You're kind of like, well, that was actually pretty fucking good. All right, let's keep going. Let's keep... <laughs> and that's kind of what I'm thinking about this. I'm like, I'm not impressed by the music, but you have a good stage presence. You have good, I don't know, facial expressions, good timing, good personality. Like, yeah, turn him into a super villain. That sounds good to me. Uh, anti-hero. Oh, sorry. Anti-hero. My bad. That's how they're describing his character, is as an anti-hero. Yeah, he, he, he wants to do the right thing, but it's basically that the storyline involves, not to get too much into it, but it's uh, he's a, a luchador wrestler, and he challenges Spider-Man to a charity wrestling event, and if he wins the charity wrestling event against Spider-Man, then he gets to unmask him. That's like the whole premise behind El Muerto. Yeah, it's kind of like El Macho from Despicable Me. Yeah, that's exactly what it's saying uh, for the movie yeah. synopsis as well. Oh. Yeah. So that, that's, that's the story that you're telling with that character. He has a very specific story, and it's going to be good for kids. I think kids will get a kick out of that. It's it's going to be much better than the movie we just got with Jared Leto. I haven't watched that yet. Well, I'm excited to see what kind of cosplay comes out of this because Marvel started with uh, Black Panther bringing in people of color as lead superhero characters. And then with Ten Rings. I mean, we also had Miles Morales, which was a big yeah, one. Yeah, but that was animated. I'm talking live action. Cosplay for this is, I mean, it's... It's... Um, it's it's, it's a luchador. It's a luchador mask. Yeah, so it's, you know, Rey Mysterio's done it for 30 years and people like yeah. that. So <laughs> it's more mainstream now because, you know, that's Bad Bunny will make it more mainstream I and, say, you know, like, in this movie. But it's, that that kind of cosplay has been around for, and it's not even cosplay, it's just, you know, you wear a mask in tights. <laughs> and, and especially in Mexican wrestling, which this is the, the inspiration is Mexican wrestling, right? Uh, the luchadors that is the mask is a huge aspect of that culture. Not it's not just a it's not just a costume; it's a culture oh, thing. Like there's guys I mean, that 
didn't take off their masks in public for 30 years. I went on a uh, rabbit hole about 20 years ago of watching Luchadors because we were doing backyard wrestling in my younger days. And uh, went down this it. rabbit hole of psychosis. Oh. Was yeah. And he was one of those guys that never uh, wore, took his mask off. But his mask was like, he had horns and everything. And oh, dude, yeah. The guy was insane. The guy always oh, was good. Yeah, there's a huge tradition in in Mexican and lucha wrestling where you if you wear the mask, that's who you are. Yeah, it's like Mandalorian type stuff. Yeah, like that's that's who you are in public. You don't remove that mask. Like there, were, that's why there was so much outrage when they had uh, the Mysterio losing his ma- mask thing. Yep. Twenty years ago, there, there are a lot of Latin Americans that still have not forgiven him for letting his mask get taken off. Exactly. Like there's people who think he shouldn't have it now. 25 years later after that because it is a big part of their tradition. So this, this storyline's kind of that same mindset. So that's, it's it fun. is really cool though. So I'm excited to see what happens, you know, and again, going back to that whole inclusiveness, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that we're getting uh, people of color in the live action, you know, superhero films, Makes me happy. 100%. All right. So what else do we have on tonight's agenda? Uh, let's go ahead and stick with musicians who aren't uh, exactly known for their music, but for their branding, I guess. Uh, Wu-Tang Clan. Wait, that's a big claim to make that they're not known for their music. I'm pretty I didn't, sure. say, known for th- I didn't right. say not known for their music. Pretty I sure. just meant that they're a brand name now. They're not just known for their music. I was going to say, about, 36 Chambers is... People who are much, much younger than the albums that are out that wear yellow Wu-Tang Clan shirts is just astounding. Hmm. It, it has become... And she's right. It's it's much more of a brand now than it was... You know, when we were, when we were growing up and the music was actually out, it was, um, it was much more of a... Uh, a subculture, especially, you know, for people like you and me, Tank, who are, you know, not Christians of color. No. <laughs> to me, listening to that kind of music was kind of like, ooh, this is bad, you know? But um, well, I, I you love, and I both grew up with it. Yeah. And I love so you, Tank. now that it's mainstream, it's coming to Fortnite, which is also mainstream. Yeah, we're getting a Fortnite character skins. Who's getting all of the Wu Tang Clan money now, though? Is um, all of it? I'm guessing Meth is still getting a decent amount. You um, think Meth and Red are still getting a bunch? I don't know if Red is. I know Method Man is still involved with it pretty tightly, and I know uh, Riza is still connected Rizza. to it. Um, I'm assuming whoever they have is the skins. That's going to be the people getting the money. So who all are the who are all the skins going to be? Well, they're calling it Woo Wear. Oh, so it's not going to be the actual characters? No, they're they're making skins for the game. Yeah. So and then you can choose the outfits of the characters, and you can either do with a cap or with no cap. Right. Oh, so, so it's Woo Wear Worldwide Backblade. Oh, yeah, okay, I'm seeing the pictures. That ten times fast. Okay, so they have someone dressed up like Meth. They have someone dressed up like Riza. They have a red man. 
yeah, those those are the ones I can see out of the pictures. So I'm assuming they're the ones getting the money still. Because let's see, Redman's doing his own thing, but he still hangs out with Method Man. So I'm sure, assuming he's still getting some money. Well, I'm Jizz assuming is, they're yeah. Jizz is doing a bunch of stuff. I'm sure he's getting a little kick of it. Well, and Riz has been doing the movie thing. For Riz a while. and Jizz have both been doing soundtrack stuff. Yeah. Well, not just soundtracks. Wasn't uh, Rizzo? Wasn't it Rizzo that was in uh, Man with the Iron Fists? Oh yeah, that's right. They're on tour again, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's weird because you know, there's there's a couple of them that aren't around anymore. <laughs> isn't there, I think there's only one of them that's dead, isn't it? Isn't only one of Ghost them? Ghostface still alive? I believe Ghostface is still alive. I think I would have heard about that. Because I know Old Dirty's, Chi- Old Dirty's Chinese restaurant is dead. Yeah, I think he's the only one who died because pretty sure Inspect is still good. Uh, Master is around. Jizz is around. Yeah. Well, what uh, one of the things that Riza says is uh, Fortnite's been in the household for years. Uh, and this is a collaboration of multi generational. Drip of swag and cool. Yeah, he's still around. It's for dangerous. Interesting. I didn't know that his name came from one of the characters in the 1979 Kung Fu film, The Mystery of Chessbox. Oh, yeah. that They have a huge connection. The Mystery like, of Chessboxing is a movie? It's a movie. Yeah. We have to find this movie. Yeah. You know, most of their stuff is connected to that. There's a huge uh, kung fu inspiration. Like they've been doing the show on is it Hulu or is it? Yeah. Well, HBO? I mean, most most of their music comes from all the movies that were like Thirty Six Chambers and all that stuff. Exactly. But, it's, um, I, I just didn't know specifically Ghostface's name was a was a character in a movie called Mystery of Chess Boxing, which is we've referenced several times on my podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I have to check that movie out. Yeah, uh, my brother is an idiot podcast uh, with Gold Goon, King Goon, uh, Dipshit, and Milty, with Tank doing the occasional guest starring, um, does actually talk about uh, different weird worldwide sports. One of which, and the whole reason that that topic came up on the worldwide sports on uh, my brother's an idiot is Mark and I were playing a trivia game um, in the car. I was just kind of killing time while we were stuck in traffic on the way down to the Springs. And there was a series of questions about chess boxing. And we were like, no way that's a thing. It's totally a fucking thing. Yeah, I've watched several chess boxing matches. Yeah. Other really weird worldwide sports. Did you know that in Canada there is toe wrestling? Similar to thumb wrestling, but you do it with your big toes. In Scotland, they have wife throwing or something. Wife carrying. Wife carrying. And bog snorkeling. Yeah. Uh, it looks... Oh, this is interesting. Oliver Grant. If wife is not heavy enough, she has to carry weights. So that way, those who have non-dainty petite wives are not being uh, discriminated against. Yeah. Well... That's the same idea as horse racing has for centuries. 
if your horse comes in underweight, they add weights to the, the saddle to make it even. All the horses weigh the same. So apparently Riza is the one who still owns the logo for Wu-Tang. Well, but, that explains why uh, Riza is referenced uh, more than anyone else in the articles. And then him and Oliver Grant own the clothing line. So I'm assuming they're the ones who have most of the merchandising owned for that, I'm guessing. That's what it looks like. So to answer that question, that was asked a while ago. those who enjoy Fortnite and believe that Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Yes, enjoy your new (laughs) gear. Enjoy your skins. We love the Wu. All right, so let's see what else we got going on. So many things. Okay. Um, Ghostbusters 5. The fate of the next movie after Afterlife. That's not what it's going to be called. No. Uh, You just gave away the whole thing. It's not what it's going to be called. I know. It's not going to be called After Afterlife. No. But it appears to be in some form of production. To Afterlife, same cast. Uh, I would not be surprised if we see the original Ghostbusters again doing cameos like they did in Afterlife. Uh, When Afterlife came out back uh, in November of last year, it made more than $200 million at the box office. It only had a $75 million budget. So, uh, and this was back when theaters were just reopening and everything. Uh, Very, very impressive with those numbers. We're going to get the same cast of characters. You know, uh, I really enjoyed Afterlife. I thought it was really well done. Me too. Same here. So, seeing them continue on with the Ghostbusters franchise for this makes me happy. Yeah, Agreed. I don't really have anything to add to that. Well, and yeah, we there's almost no information at this point except for that it's happening. So, sure, once they get uh, more of the production aspects set up, we'll get more information. Yeah, but the important thing is that they're not replacing any of the the characters as far as casting goes as of right now. Mm-hmm. And again, I would not be surprised if we see some of the original guys coming back for more cameos. They're going to have them half in CGI and half in animation. Well, all, all right. but one. We're gonna talk half CGI, half animation. We have to talk about Chip and Dale because the Rescue Rangers are back, baby. Tank, did you watch this? Did I watch what? The trailer. Yes. For the new Chippendale. Yes. Yeah, I, I can't that. tell if it's a good idea or a really bad idea, but I am strongly leaning towards really bad idea. I am well, leaning towards really bad idea as well. I'm yeah, so am I, which is disappointing because I like the Rescue Rangers. <laughs> I love the Rescue Rangers, but replace one, replacing them with celebrity voices, I think, is a terrible idea. I mean, that's not the part that's the most disappointing, to be honest, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm also kind of, you know, 
a little bit. I don't know. This, you know, it's, it's ruining our childhood. Yeah, yeah. They're a little bit sketchy about how they're doing it because I am. Yeah. <laughs> like that's one of my yeah. bigger issues is how they're. Bill is CGI <laughs> and Chip is regular animation, and there appears to be other broke down Disney animated uh, characters in this show that are coming back all of who framed Roger Rabbit, which Roger Rabbit should just be left as it is as Roger Rabbit and Chippendale should be a different thing. See, that's my mindset is I love the Roger Rabbit story. I love it. Well, I fucking love who framed Roger Rabbit. That, that movie is fantastic. Oh my god, it's Tim! But I don't get the same feeling from this that I got from that. Even though they're seemingly trying to present it in that same manner. Yeah. yeah. I just think it's funny that at the end of the trailer you also see Chippendale's dancers. And at the beginning. And at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because... Chippendales dancers, they're like, when you think of Chippendales, you probably think of these. No, no. I know nope. Chippendale and Baloo and... Gadget. Yeah. What was the little fly's name? Zipper? Zipper. I don't know what I think. I think that it's going to be a catastrophe. I'm, I'm hoping not. Pessimistically that... hopeful. <laughs> You know, I was actually really okay with the reboot of DuckTales, uh, basically because Lin-Manuel Miranda was going to be one of the voices, and I will watch anything that he touches. Oh, yeah. Uh, But it didn't have a a big success rate. Like... I didn't watch it. You know, it lasted, what, like two seasons tops? I didn't even watch it. I didn't even know that was a thing. Sounds correct. Um, but just stop ruining my childhood. I don't know. My favorite part is the old, seemingly drunk Peter Pan. So that's what I'm saying. Like the old, <laughs> <laughs> like broke down characters. <laughs> here's here's sixty year old Peter Pan who still can't grow a you know five o'clock shadow, and he's all just hammered on the street. You know. The problem is, it's my favorite part because it's so fucking horrifying. Yeah, it's so awful. <laughs> That's the problem, is that I'm not excited to see it because I think it's going to be good. I'm excited to see it because there's a sick part of me that wants to watch this just blow up. Hashtag train wreck. Yep. ch ch train wreck. Oh, God, I don't, I don't know. Dumpster fire. I know I'm going to watch it. I don't know if I really I'll, want I'll to. I'll watch it. at least one episode. Yeah. I'll give it a couple. Oh, it's a movie. Is it a movie? I thought it's it was a movie. I thought it was going to be a show. Oh. No, it's a movie. Oh, uh, well, then I'll watch it while I'm drinking. Direct to deep, deep Disney Plus. Direct to stream. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and then right. it'll soon go back into the Disney vaults. Yep. The Disney vault has got to be one of the smartest marketing ploys of all time. Yeah. You love Cinderella? You can only buy it for six months. And then it's going back in the Disney vaults. We don't have to come up with new shit. We'll just bring the old shit back for a limited time. 
That's a hell of a model. Yeah. Oh, God. I, I'm not knocking it. I'm saying it's brilliant. Did you guys see, speaking of Disney, that um, the original Space Mountain is getting torn down and getting replaced, and they're going to open a new Space Mountain in uh, Disney Tokyo? I actually did not. That's a real yeah. thing? I, I just remembered I saw that today. Um, and I, I, I That hmm. ride was so cool back in the day. I'm like, I don't even like roller coasters, but that one was so much fun just because of like the, the story that it puts you through and stuff. I've only ever been on it once. Oh, hey. Oh, look! He's back from under the bridge! He's gotten paroled! Smurf, it says you're here, but I see you not. <sighs> hey! hey! <laughs> He's not under the bridge. He's in the... In the... Whatever. The comic book room. Hey, hey how was yeah. Dale? Holy crap. This is Smurf 2.0. Quest for a new liver. And we are ready. <laughs> we are ready to spread our geekdom across the planet and then some. You know, we were actually discussing that you were doing that under a bridge, and that's why you've been in jail for the last two episodes. Now you're spreading it to the wrong thing. I I enjoy this drunk cast member far better than the other one. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So, oddly... No, I am a very happy Smurf. Wait, drunk. No, wait, which? No, both. So, the problem is, I have been subject to, a person is writing a YA novel, and I am one of the characters. They are using my life experiences as one of the characters. (laughs) It doesn't sound like YA, by the way. You know what? Oddly (laughs) enough, I, I held a very unique and common, yet uncommon, uh, experience in high school. I was, I was a jock. I was very popular. I had a lot of friends. I was very well connected. I knew everybody. Everybody knew me. So evidently, I am very John Hughes. Ah, yes. We need like to that. get you a boombox. Oh, unsi, 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 unsi. <laughs> My name is Dita, and I am here to tell you this is the time where we dance. We bring out these little glow sticks, and we do the unsi unsi, and we dancey dancey. And at the end of the party, we all are very drunk and very happy. So, what were we talking about? I did not mean to crash this party. Yeah, I did. And yes. I did. <laughs> it's okay. I'm glad you're here. I've missed you. Oh, I missed you guys too. Tank and the brothers, odd. Ood. Are you ood or odd? I don't know which. The goons. Goons. I don't know. Goons means you're coming out at halftime with a hockey stick head hunting. I like ood because you're not exactly odd, but you're not exactly ood. You're just, you know. They they can be the oods like from uh, Doctor Who. Who That's a pretty good singing voice. I yeah, I could totally see. I, you know what? I could see you breaking into an acapella, you know, with a little wine, a little tuxedo, a flashy hat. Yeah. You alone think you know people. No, you break into song and dance, and everyone's like, God damn, I wish I was that ood. I prefer a <laughs> stiff martini or a shot of bourbon to a glass of wine, but yeah, that's oh. all. Yeah, bourbon. In the- bur- 
the photo shoot where you're wearing the tuxedo, drinking a martini at the piano. Yeah. Uh-huh. There you go. It was our New you Year's can... Eve uh, picture op, photo op. That that's perfect, and you can never go wrong with bourbon, in my opinion. So, absolutely. He actually just got a new one in today because we're trying nice. different types of bourbons, trying to figure out what types of booze mahal we will be serving at the wedding reception. Uh, uh, right now, we've decided on yes. Uh, I need to be part of this conversation, and um, yes, because Ooh, who do you know better that, that knows bourbon than me? Come on. No one. Uh, I want that Japanese whiskey that I had when I was that at... That plum whiskey? Yes. That yeah. was delicious. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so That good. is um, so compliments good. of Lily. And also another meeting that I had today because June 18th, we are hosting International Sushi Day. It oh, is wow. free to the public. Uh, there will be more uh, details to come. But there will be a contest of sushi chefs. There will be a taiko drum kit. There will be lots of activities. And uh, June 18th, look for more details to come soon from 5280, as well as the nerds that know, because it's kind of what I've been doing. I have been a busy Smurf. Very busy. All right. So speaking of busy Smurf, you went to Anime Fest last weekend. Yes. Uh, and we did not get to sing you happy birthday last oh. week. We're not going to, because I've been drinking. Um, I'll sing. But <laughs> we would like to tell you happy birthday. I do Thank actually you. have a birthday gift for you on the kitchen counter. That's true. It's been here for a while. Uh, but tell us about Anime Fest. So Anime Fest like was very... Man. So... So Anime Fest was very interesting in the fact that they very uh, mm. so they held closely to the um, the the masks, the cards, and a lot of things that I don't think were necessary. It was very light in attendance, and it, there were a lot of people that had a good time, and it was fun, but it was obviously not geared towards our age. Demographic. Yeah. Now, Anime Fest, I will say this, um, is more age appropriate for us than like NDK. That um, is that is very true. NDK, uh, I have jokingly referred to in very non-joking manners uh, about all of the the inappropriate old men and pedophiles that go there because of the young girls wearing the anime costumes. That was still uh, there. Yeah, but Anime Fest, it is less so. Um, it was a little more controlled, and it's in the hotel that was previously the home for Starfest, which if we haven't gotten into, we can cover here momentarily. Um, but it was a fun yeah. time. It was very relaxed, and it was fun. It was it was fine, and it was uh, it was kind of a very kind of kickback, relaxed event. I, I was fine. I wandered around. I hung out with a couple of different friends that actually recognized me, and and it was a good time. So You're it was a recognizable, fun. dude. I, I even with the mask, oddly enough. <laughs> yeah, you know, one of the things that I liked the most about the uh, the Denver Fan Expo that was held last October 
is the anonymity that the mask gave me because so many people, plus I wasn't wearing ears or a tail. So most people see the purple hair, cat ears and a tail, and they automatically know it's Bobby. I was not wearing ears or tail and I had half my face covered with a mask. So people who I know on site, and I can look at them and be like, ah, I'm going to be a creeper. Because what's Bobby without a voluptuous tail? This is true. Although in the dress I wore that day, I did have a voluptuous front. <laughs> well, you are curvy in all the right spots. Okay. And you would have made a lot of anime girls envious with said curves. Because the cosplay really was kind of mediocre at best. There were some standouts, but all in all, it was just kind of... uh, I've seen better, and I don't know if I want to contribute it to mostly uh, COVID and everyone kind of getting back into the swing of things, but it was... I've seen better, and I have seen worse. So, to be fair, um, it was very middle of the road for me. You know what? Middle of the road is not a terrible place to be. No, not right now. It, it, it's definitely not the, the the goal, but it's not a bad place to to, to reside. It's not no, the end of the road, know. which is good. All right. Uh, so let's go ahead and keep pounding through this agenda. Uh, and I did use that word exactly the way I intended. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask. Okay, um, what do I want to talk about next? Okay, Roku has made a deal uh, with uh, Lionsgate to get a bunch of their uh, movies and shows and such. Anything that premieres on Stars uh, will now also be on uh, Roku and available for streaming. Which is pretty good for them. I mean, that's the, you know, there's a decent amount of stuff attached to Lionsgate still, so. Absolutely. Well, Lionsgate has kind of found itself in this weird vacuum between, like, Fox and Disney and everything else, where they have, like, some very interesting properties, very sought-after properties, and I don't think they know what to do with them. I honestly think they're like, so who do we, who do we, sell these two which is really awkward and kind of you know that one single white guy in the corner that doesn't know who to dance with at the prom it's really (laughs) weird so what do you do when you have things that like people want like your pokemon cards i'll trade you this but i mean you really are really at an at a disadvantage and i really hope lionsgate figures it out and Stars has some amazing properties that I think we need to see because I don't. I'm not paying for Stars right now. Are you guys? Absolutely no. not. I don't have anything I actively want. No. Yeah. And if you had Stars right now, you could watch uh, Venom. They have the new Venom Two: uh, Revenge of Carnage or Carnage Rash or the Rash of Redness or whatever the fuck they're calling it. I don't even. But they're Venom, the ones that have ointment. the rights to this. What's that? Said Venom, use an ointment. Yes. Yeah, they have the rights to the Sony-owned Spider Universe. Oh, yeah. 
<clears throat> Odd that the disease we're talking about is played by a Woody. <laughs> but like one of the biggest sellers for them, one of the, I, I'm assuming one of the main reasons that Roku decided to do this was that they're going to get first runs on John Wick and on. Oh, there's like three other ones, like the Borderlands. They're getting that the Expendables. Expendables, which those are decent properties. Expendables and Borderlands are the ones that they're really like holy shit about. Yeah. Um, apparently, there's also going to be a couple of Nicolas Cage movies. No, the new one. Yeah, the unbearable weight of massive talent, which is fantastic. Is it? Have you seen it? Yes. I want to see it. So, so good. Oh, my God. I cried. (laughs) So, we're looking forward to seeing what happens with Roku. I honestly think that they got it cheap. And that's why Roku is in on this. Because it stars is hemorrhaging at this point. And I think they're just willing to just jump in with whoever's going to throw money at them. They got it cheap. And they have nothing but rewards to reap out of this. And you have to assume they paid a giant pile of money for the Sony properties. Oh, absolutely. And you they know they paid a shit pile of money for the, well, I guess the power universe to the point where he's he's trying to buy them back right now. 50 Cent, Curtis Jackson is trying oh. to back the power universe while it's still in production. So we'll, That's their we'll biggest driver right now. That's by far their biggest driver right now for stars is the power oh, mm-hmm. stuff. Like it by a huge margin, it's crazy. But he actually thinks he's losing money because of it. So that should tell you where stars is. <laughs> it's like it's like going to sci-fi and pitching Battlestar Galactica. No, really, yeah. it'll make you money. We promise. Yeah, we don't believe you. <laughs> Fuck all. <laughs> all right. Well, let's go ahead and talk about a, a show that is currently doing really well on streaming, and that is Picard. Expanding the character of the new imperfect board queen and the new Whoopi got Goldberg Guinan character and um, how? What, which episode are we covering here? Are we covering seven or eight? Seven. Seven. Okay, yeah, so we can't go too seven. far into that. No, because <laughs> we can't. We can't cover eight without spoilers. But right. to this point, Same I don't. We didn't talk about today's Moon Knight. Oh, yeah, we can't talk about today's Moon Knight. And I don't understand Moon Knight because to date, I think we have seen in Moon Knight costume two full minutes. Of the costume in action. Yep. Two. Yep. And I'm, two minutes. I'm still what okay with fuck? that. No, I am not. I have problems with that. I would say three minutes if you count when you get Mr. Knight. Mr. Knight counts for half of that. Yeah, I was just saying, Mr. Knight was there for a little bit. Yeah, I hate Mr. Knight. <laughs> Mr. Knight had a whole movie in the I really appreciated when you got the Mr. Knight, Moon Knight, uh, the crossover during this most recent episode of Moon Knight. I know we're talking about Picard, but I'm just going to say this anyway. 
where he's all like, give me control. Give me control. Okay, you have control. I lied. Take it back. Take it back. <laughs> I, I, I am so fed up and past this. I don't. I don't care anymore. It's jarring. It's it's disjointing. It's horrible storytelling. And I don't give a shit. I mean, I, I'm 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 past frustrated. The first two episodes, great, awesome buildup. And then it just went to shit. It's like every single Marvel comic to date. We know how to start. We can kick off a story like no other. But in the middle and the end, we just fuck this up. It is horrible storytelling. It's lazy storytelling. And I just, I can't take it anymore. Why? 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 Two minutes of Moon Knight in costume. It's worse than a Spawn comic. I would rather sit and listen to him bitch by a homeless person pissing himself by a trash can than listen to this guy whine about, no, no, I don't want to put you in charge. I might die, but I don't want to put you in charge. Fuck this! No! I'm tired! Sorry, did I say I'm tired yet? Not yet. <laughs> we can't tell if you're tired, Smart. Can't tell we if I'm tired. We talk about Picard. Let's oh, go back to Picard. Yeah, we didn't even get to Picard. We're still on Moon Knight. <sighs> I, 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 we completely, I, I think Tank and I completely disagree with your assessment of Moon Knight. But <laughs> That's okay. Oscar Isaac has been absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Oscar has been great. I love the dynamic. I love his acting. I love the switching back and forth between the personalities. But from a writing standpoint, I'm 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 spent. I can't do it. I I know what we were expecting, and I expected I expected more. I really did. I really did expect more out of this. So, anyways, yeah. Picard. <laughs> I'm <enjoying> it. <laughs> We're talking about the old guy. The old guy in the suit with the cat and the chick that's possessed by a Borg queen. Yes. And, and then you wow. have the, then you have Rios who's trying to uh, woo the uh, lady doctor from 400 years before he was born. It's probably his great 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 grandmother, and he's his own great 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 grandfather. You know what? I think I've seen this before, and it's called Back to the Future 3. Yeah, right? (laughs) Well, for that matter, it's Back to the Future Part 1, too. Yeah, (laughs) there's so many things. You know what? I like the idea of Picard, but at some point, I got tired of the time travel. I got tired of the alternate dimensions, and I'm just sitting here slamming my head against the desk going, why can't we do something better? We have Q. For fuck's sake, we have Q, and this is what we come up with. Because Why? It's all fan service. It's all fan service. And we've seen three minutes of Q. Yes. Today's episode. Yes. We have seen more of the Moon Knight costume than we have seen of Q, who is a character that is like the linchpin to the entire fucking story. What the hell? Why? Just why? Because it makes you cranky. No, what made me cranky was the fact that Guinan forgot the entire Tom Sawyer adventure with Data's head and this whole disjointed story. I said the same thing. Yeah, we, we talked about that. Yeah, I, I was the same way. 
the, the I mean, two biggest, the two biggest plot holes in this entire season have been Guiden forgetting the Mark Twain episodes and uh, the spotlight operator knowing when to turn the spotlight on the board queen. Exactly. I mean, it was it, it, it was firmly established. The whole reason she likes bald guys was because <laughs> one was kind to her. No, and. <laughs> You know, Tank laughs, but the whole point of that story, Guinan liking bald guys, was because one was nice to her at one at one point. Yeah, they just, just threw that whole fucking story out. What the hell? And why can't Whoopi play Whoopi at that point? I, I, I mean, it's not like she's doing anything physical. She's serving drinks. Why? She's why gonna, can't she has to bleed from the nose occasionally and? Oh. Into the walls and stuff. I'll I'll help her bleed from the nose. I'll punch her in the mouth. It's fine. This is ridiculous. <laughs> You're <giver>, my friend. <laughs> this was disappointing at its worst. And there are so many plot holes to your point that I just I just don't understand it. I don't get it. This is lazy writing yet again. You have so much to pull from, and this is what you give us. Why? I, I think the Guinan thing is what's bothering me the most. Exactly. I mean, I like that they we saw how we got 10 forward for the name of the bar. That was very original and it was very clever. But after that, it was like this sharp bobsled ride straight to Nowheresville as we just disconnect from everything that we've established thus far. Any good Trekkie can tell you because they had the technological readouts of the Star Trek Enterprise USS Enterprise 107.D that 10 Forward was on the 10th floor in the forward compartment, and that's why it was called 10 Forward. But it was a cool, you know, nod to the 10 Forward when it was. It was a nice nod, and it was, it. It, was, it was very heartwarming. But at this point, that was, that was about as far from everything we can hope for Picard at this point. Because it is just, it has gotten nuts. I just don't under, I don't get it. I really don't get it. And I I don't consider myself an expert, but for fuck all, I don't get this. All right. Tank, what well, do you I mean, say? You are so quiet right now. You're just shaking your head. Tank's also missed I'm not as deep of a Star Trek thing, so I'm just kind of, I'm acknowledging things that I don't know about. <laughs> hey, that was my. I'm just kind of watching the story take place. I'm confused by the story, but I, my involvement in the Star Trek universe is somewhat limited to the movies, to be honest. So, um, I'm just kind of been taking it, but it does seem like you're saying it seems like it's a bunch of callouts. Yeah, it's 100% fan service. It's like the first couple episodes of The Mandalorian, you know, where they're doing the okay. uh, most Eisley Cantina and that kind of thing. But this has been two yeah, seasons that's... of call-outs, and I, I'm still enjoying the shit out of it. But as, as often as I can see Jean-Luc Picard on screen until the man is buried, I'm going to enjoy every single second I can get of Patrick Stewart on screen. And I'm worried about Patrick Stewart because even during the show, he seems very frail. Elderly. Yes, and I don't so know if that's real. and I don't know if that's intended or not. And I'm kind I, of I concerned about that. It's almost like Patrick Stewart never fully recovered from the way he acted in Logan. 
it's honestly very depressing like I, i'm glad you said something because i've been thinking about it the whole time like holy fuck patrick stewart is ancient now and yes. i love him to death but like they're showing shots of his hands and i'm like there are millions of liver spots on this dude's hands and i, I just like we we need as much screen time of this guy as possible while he's standing upright until he collapses dead. You know, like it, it's sad, but is he still good? Okay, so, so here, he here's my thought on that. It's like Betty White looked better the day before she died. Oh, 100%. Hashtag Professor Picard. I'm absolutely convinced that we we don't have Patrick Stewart much longer in our lives. Oh, well, he's eaten. So he's 80 years old. Yeah. He's what? He's 81 years old. Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. He's been, he's been acting for 50 years. <laughs> so, enjoy this guy. Enjoy Jean-Luc Picard in as many episodes as we can get him in <clears throat> and take a break on the actors because we're enjoying one of the greatest actors that ever lived. One of well, the things and- that I loved about him is when we were right in the height of quarantine, when he was doing a different sonnet every it's day. Poetry. Yes. Yeah. Poetry I loved it. Fucking loved it. Like, I watched those religiously. <clears throat> well, and to be fair, we get the final hurrah for season three. It, 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 it's done at season three. And, and maybe that <clears throat> is really a very well planned execution. We make it through this. We see how it goes. And I'm, I mean, I don't want to bash on it horribly. It's fun. It's great. But at the same point, I just kind of, I'm tired of the same trope of time travel and alternate dimensions. Give us something, give us something new. Well, do you think um, that's what the issue is with season two? Yes, I absolutely that, do. That they acknowledge that there's going to be a season three, so they don't actually have to put the story here. They can just put I, I, all the yes. all the fan service in season two, and then tell the real story in season three. I I would agree with that because if you look at it from the standpoint of just how everyone's just kind of dialing it in, I mean, everyone's even, dawdling around is the way that I've been looking at it. <laughs> the, the like, seems like nobody has agency to do anything. No, the whole episode that we covered last week with uh, the amount of you know, basically Star Trek The Next Generation fan service of going mm. inside the kid's mind and we have the the, the the psychologist who ends up being his dad and stuff. It's all very Star Trek fillerish. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, see where, I see your point It was point very hollow deck. Yeah. yeah. There's very, no agency. It's, it's There's... very Data Learns How to Dream episode or, you know, the Ferengis go on a, a fun hunt and uh, that kind of thing, you know. So this is where, like, Kind of the way you feel about Moon Knight so far is how I feel about this show, where it's at least with Moon Knight, there's agency. We're not getting a lot of Moon Knight, I understand that, but there's agency to the story. They're, they're, yeah. they're pushing the story forward. The story is moving. This story doesn't seem to be moving. It's just kind of sitting there and no, idle it, for a little bit. It's it's splashing <laughs> water. You're a five year old and the three foot end of the pool, and you're just splashing. That's it's all you're been- doing. It's been the day before the launch for the last four episodes. <laughs> yes. It's a good way to put Agreed. it. But I'm enjoying the shit out of it because God save Patrick Stewart. And anytime you can, Biner on screen is great. And John Delancey and all those guys. 
Oh, and I, I love Patrick Stewart also. So I, I would agree with that. And watching him is. He's a treasure. He's a world. Yes. And we'll see him in a couple weeks in Doctor Strange. I can't wait exactly. for that. There yeah. we go. Seemingly okay. his last appearance is Professor X, I would assume. We'll see. I wouldn't rule that out yet. So, Smurf, you had not yet joined us, and I really want your take on this. Uh, they're calling the next Ghostbusters movie Ghostbusters 5. They're making a sequel to Afterlife. We are we all enjoyed Afterlife. We're excited that they're going to do another movie with the same cast. But is it actually the fifth movie? I was I was very argumentative when I saw Ghostbusters 5. So it's very um, up in the air. There's a lot of elements to consider here. So Ghostbusters 5, if you consider 2016 part of canon. I don't. Now, here's here's the rub. Um, a lot of people want to include 2016 as an alternate dimension and have it part of canon. And that's up to the fans' eh, other gatekeeping kind of issues. The problem that's kind of up is, to Jason at this point, isn't it? Well, and here's the issue, and here's the rub. Nobody has been named as far as who's coming in for Ghostbusters 5 or After Afterlife. Um, we know that they're going to do another film. Jason hasn't signed on. Nobody has signed on for the next film. Just that's the cool. cliffhanger. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of issues of whether or not Jason's coming back with Ivan's passing earlier in the year has caused complications within the family. And of course, Jason doing Ghostbusters Afterlife was a tribute to his father. So, and Ivan was very much part of the film. He, he, he filled in for Spangler in a couple of scenes. So it's a very big sensitive spot. So we know they're doing it. And I already, I had, told you guys we were doing this a long time ago. I had a source telling us we were going to do this a long time ago. I know, but they've officially you know, uh, confirmed all of your shit. I know. I was right, yet again. <laughs> I do have you know an what? interesting... If we could, we would give you stash cash. Yay! What about the the real Ghostbusters show? Does that count as canon still? The The cartoon? The other cartoon. The other, other cartoon? That is still kind of part of canon, but that's another dimension. And that has actually worked into more of the comic books for IDW than it has the movie verse. Same well, as the video game. The video game with Rookie and everything yeah. uh, is yet another universe, and it doesn't play directly into Ghostbusters Afterlife or any of that. Well, see, and that's what wasn't that like the technical sequel? Yes, like re technically was the game. Yes, yeah, and so that is, I, I mean, that's still kind of in a, a bubble in a vacuum with the final credit scene and the containment unit failing in New York leads to a whole new bag of worms. And I'm hoping, praying that we go back to New York with the new team and the old Ghostbusters and this giant unification. But the question, and this is something I brought up on my podcast this week, is with if you don't get Jason to do this, you can have the story, but was Jason the heart of the story? So Afterlife 
without a doubt made a lot of us Ghostbusters cry and even non-Ghostbusters cry. So if you don't do this film with Jason, will the heart be there? I don't Probably know. Probably not. But that does bring up the question, do you think it, even if he does it, does he bring in the 2016 Ghostbusters? I don't know. They're talking about unification and bringing everything together <laughs> and making it one solid universe. At least that's what Sony's intention is. Everyone minus Harold, obviously, because oh yeah, they kind of let that go in the end of Afterlife. Yeah, because Harold Spangler is dead. We know he is done. But Sony is so crazed about having a franchise, something that they can call their own Pirates of the Caribbean. They so badly want this, and in the press release that showed the new Ghostbusters film, they want to do a Avengers style universe where everything is all encompassing. So what that looks like remains to be seen, but I'm excited to get Paul Rudd back as a Ghostbuster. All I can say is as long as I get at least one Ernie Hudson saying I'm getting too old for this shit at some point in one of these movies, I'm going to be happy. Absolutely. And I can see that happening. And here's the issue. No matter what, this is the wrong thing for Sony to try and hang their hat on. No matter what. Because the issue is that you're... If they do a five, that's a big... or Well, when they do the five... Yeah, if they get Jason back, if they get Finn back, if they get all all of that cast and they get... Ernie to come back and somehow manage to get Bill back, whatever. You know, if that's feasible, that's still, that's not the setting up for a future of the franchise. I mean, I guess it depends on how they set it. If we go back to New York and we go back to the firehouse and the containment unit, I mean, it has the right groundwork, but like you said, I don't know if it's enough to carry it forward. Well, and if it's not Jason doing it, then who would you possibly trust moving forward? Because Jason did it. It it was him. It was a love letter to his father. That's what that fucking movie was. Yes. So that's why it was successful. The storyline, fine, whatever. But that's not where that, that story didn't matter because of the story. The story mattered because it was that relationship that mattered. So and without it was, Jason, that part. It, it was told beautifully. It was. Like, I, I, I think that you know, a lot of people really just were emotional watching Afterlife. Mm-hmm. But we'll see what people think about after Afterlife. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I get. All right. Uh, well, we've been talking a lot about fan service, so let's jump over to the Halo TV show. Um, oh, shit, this show awesome. has been a lot about fan service. I'm still really confused about what the fuck is happening. <laughs> and that little girl with the shitty bangs, I just <laughs> want to punch her in the face. She's a miserable little bitch. <laughs> she has a bad haircut. I hate her bangs. But besides you hating her bangs, episode five is right in line with the story they've been telling. What yeah. sets up 
the known universe of Halo. You and even my favorite part was legitimately the sassy ass little uh, call outs by Cortana. Oh my god, she's becoming the Cortana that I know I love. She's becoming the Cortana from the games the, with the smart ass remarks. She's and my all that favorite stuff. character. Yeah, I mean, she, even Bobby, she's, who never played the games, is she's yeah. in the middle of it going, Oh my god, Cortana is awesome in this episode. Oh yeah. And that's who she is, and that's who she yeah. ends up being in the games is this smart-ass little AI that lives in his brain. Snarky-ass little shit giving you pointers yeah. the entire time. And I like how they're kind of paying homage to a lot of the stuff from the games. They're doing a good job of it, and I, I like the story. It's good still. They're moving in the right direction with it, and I hope they finish strong. That's it at this point. We finally saw Grunts! And jackals. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, and the jackals apparently have shields and plasma uh, sabers. Yeah, yeah. But we we that saw that in episode one. Yeah, yeah. But we saw the the elites with the plasma sabers, but we didn't see the jackals with the sword with the shield and the plasma saber. Which that was a development that I hadn't seen. Before. I love how devastating the plasma pistol is in this show. Oh my god! It's so doesn't good. do anything it's close like to that in the games. <laughs> I'm waiting to see a good needler fight. That's what I'm really waiting to see. The, the one the dude get axed right on top of the, the fucking the <laughs> was it in, uh... on the warthog. The warthog. That was <laughs> wicked. The needler kills on the warthog. That I was like, that was oh, the way you do so that. <laughs> Her well, just explodes and then vanishes into dust. <laughs> where apparently uh, blood can not only color your hair pink, but also bleach it. Uh, where she's talking about how much the needler is her favorite weapon. She's like, yes. look at how beautiful this is. And see here where all of these just kill people. And they're heat seeking missiles too. Like <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> the most effective yeah. weapon in the game. I don't know what was. It. It's the same way my sisters talk about their children. Oh, and that, that jackal like dragging itself out of the crash site with its bottom half missing. Oh god, that was so good. I was like, wow. <laughs> they would never did that in the games. That was... All right. I'll tell you what. Problem... Moon Knight may not have enough action for you, but Halo has plenty. Yeah. Oh yeah. Problem oh, is god. we took so long to get here. And I think we have lost about half of the audience before we got here. And I know like many fans like myself shit themselves when he took his helmet off in the first episode like ah, what the hell i mean i love that it's the leprechaun from american gods and he does a spectacular job as the you know the chief John Spartan, yeah yes and it is so good and it is so well laid out and i'm afraid we lost a lot of the fans along the way that didn't have the patience to see this through yeah i'm hoping not because that I is hope a lot of people aren't as snarky and you know internet laden as we all have are you, sitting here. But have <laughs> you met nerds lately? Are you kidding me? They That's are true. exactly snarky and gatekeeping. You should have heard my take on the Batman last week. That movie is awesome. <laughs> uh, no, I heard it. I posted it up. I listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> but I am absolutely in love with this Halo show. I think I think it's beautiful. The way they're getting to it. I, you know what? The only thing that I'm hoping to see, and I don't think we'll get it, is the the Battle of Reach. Is that by far is my favorite Halo game? 
And I would I would really love to see that reenacted on the screen to bring in the war. And I, as much as I know we probably won't get it, I'm going to be disappointed in that. I think we're going to have to. Season one, but I think it could be a season two type thing. Yeah, I, we're going to have to because the eventual the eventual end of the show is them getting to the Halo. Right. And that's the Battle of Reach. So I keep yeah. hoping. Yeah. And I think the sniper is the one out of reach with the mechanical arm that we lose halfway through the game. She's one of the first characters you lose in reach. Oh, okay. And, and I'm hope, and I don't know if I'm right, but I think that's her. I don't know for sure though. So if at the end of the series, she ends up with a robotic arm, I'm, I'm betting we're getting reach. I, I, I think really they have hope to get reach. They have to do reach. They're going to yeah. have to. The, because the that explains they're why up, there's no more Spartans. Yeah, the, the the way they're setting it up is they are setting it up to lead directly into, you know, Combat Evolved, which is the first game. Um, yeah. They, you know, the very first moment we get is him putting the helmet on and, you know, testing all the things. But this is all leading to that point where he's the last Spartan and they've already, you know, you get the elites calling him the demon already and you mm-hmm. got to ask why they're calling him the demon because... Oh, oh man! That that, whoa, he went nuke on those grunt, the grunts and jackals. Holy shit, that was awesome! Oh my god! <laughs> but he needed to do that because I was getting tired of this mamby pamby flashback baby Spartan. Like uh, I don't know what to do, and he just kind of sat there silent for like two episodes. And I'm like, all right, I'm done with this. I want I want something out of like you know Master Chief. Here's the thing I'm wondering: Who kills Halsey? Me. I will kill that bitch. I don't know, and I think... I'm trying to remember the games, but I think she ends up dying through something else other than him. I think she's at reach when it goes. Yeah, she's she's on reach. I I would have said it's her daughter. It's probably going to end up either being the daughter or Captain Keeves. That'd be interesting. The daughter or the husband? Yeah. See, I was actually leaning towards uh God, what's his name? Um Wow. The, the dude who left? His friend? No. no, I honestly thought it was the human chick that was working with um the covenant. Oh, the blessed one? The blessed yeah. One. yeah. I really so I like honestly, that development. That's a fun character. Yes. That's an interesting honestly, character. Yeah. It is. I could see her kind of doing like you know, the cloak and dagger slipping in and giving Halsey what she's looking for. And at the end of that conversation, Halsey doesn't doesn't finish it. And I, I'm I'm very hoping that's the that's that's the story that we get at the end of season one. Why can I not think of who I'm thinking of? All right. Um. It'll come to you. Go to the Halo uh, IMDb. Look at the cast list. That's what I'm doing right this second. Yeah. <laughs> How did I know? Do I know my brother or what? <laughs> All right. Well, Tank is looking that up. Let's see what else we got going on. Okay. Uh, in um, the Avengers comic book series, Black Panther has officially been replaced. Yeah. Meh. He's off fighting his own war against his own people, so he's got to go make more comic books on his own because uh, they're really popular right now. So they moved him off of the the group effort 
with the Avengers and replaced him with Nightwing. Um, but <laughs> Nighthawk. Nighthawk. That would have been interesting. I'd be way more interested if they replaced him with Nightwing. They they replaced him with Darkwing Duck. Um, The terror that flaps in the night. (laughs) Exactly. Now I want to watch Darkwing Duck. But T'Challa, because he is so much of a popular character, I think they had to pull him off of the Avengers comics and give him back to Black Panther so they could make more Black Panther comics. Probably. And I think something bigger is coming for the Avengers, but I think this is more of a hallmark to what's coming for the films. Because when we had um, Fantastic Four not coming into the MCU, or MCU, depending upon your take, um, (laughs) we had... (laughs) That's a different podcast. That's a different (laughs) podcast. But you had like X Men. You had Fantastic Four. You had all these like top tier comics that got shelved by Marvel. And I think with um, Bozeman's passing, they're not exactly sure what they're going to do with the Black Panther. So they are effectively shelving him until they figure out exactly what they're going to do. Probably. And the person I was thinking of was Soren. Oh. Ah. All right. Interesting. I think that's how he gets. His final, you know, goodbye, I think, is he takes her out. And then that's kind of him paying his penance for the rest of the Spartans. All right. Sorry. But I think that's, that's a good theory. I like that theory. All right. So I'm still going to say it's the daughter. That's very possible. Yeah. That's most likely is going to be the daughter. But my money's on the chosen one. Blessed oh. one. Yeah, blessed one. Same thing. Chosen, with, just, to be, just to be the, the different person, and we can all have a different answer, I'll go with Captain Keys. Uh, you know you what? Know, Very valid answer. <laughs> you know what? I honestly think, and no one's going to see this coming, and this is probably what they're going to do, I could see the Master Chief taking her out. Yeah, I could do that, yeah. Just uh, especially with all of his memories yeah. coming back. Something, something triggers, like, because there's this whole mystery of why why was she there? What he was she kill her? doing? And he's he already had to snap once to tanks yeah. tanks yeah. credit. He went for it. He did. He's so gonna break two Cortana shutdowns. Yeah. I would not be surprised if Master Chief takes her out. You could go very gar- cartoony and you know Master Crush Chief with a grab hammer. Captain Keys <laughs> are smoking cigars. And then they offer her a cigar, and it's an exploding cigar. Wow, this if sounds like my last week with a cigar, and <laughs> her head blows up because it's the cartoon cigar. I still think it'd be funny if he crushes her crushes her skull with a grab hammer. Oh, I'm good with that too. <laughs> Let's do it acne <laughs> style. Let's <laughs> just do a hammer. <laughs> You're just upset that you haven't seen Captain Keys with the cigar yet. I am extraordinarily upset that there has not been a Captain Keys cigar moment. It'll it's come. Cap- in yeah. the meanwhile, we'll just play whack-a-mole with her head. That's, yeah. that's... <laughs> give, her, give her the brood hammer. All right. <laughs> Speaking of whack-a-mole. I forgot about the brood hammer. <laughs> the internet went fucking insane and was freaking out everywhere uh, about the Twitter uh, buyout. 
went. It's still going insane. Have you followed Elon Musk? Who cares? Yes. These so another rich white guy owns another big ass company. Machines. He's gonna put the cocaine back in Coca Cola. Does anyone care? No. Legitimately. No. If you I don't live on Twitter, do you give a shit? I don't. I made money. I don't give a shit. Go on, conquer lands, fly your fucking car in the stratosphere. I don't give a shit. Exactly. It's another rich white dude buying out another company. Who fucking cares? If I had the money, I would fucking do it. All right? Yeah. That's all I got to say. I'd do it and Hashtag actually shut it down like he said he was dude. going to. <laughs> I would encourage porn. I want every naked person to expose themselves as much as my as money can supply. Just just put it all out there. I don't well, care. Now that, that Tumblr's been eighty six, you know, and put into the, the softcore band, they, they Twitter has become that. It, it really has. Oh my god! I have a client who I help manage their social media, and they sell uh, a bunch of porn. Like that. That is their. They are a porn industry, porn porn company. And so the things that pop up on the Twitter feeds that I have to like follow, like comment on, and it's bad porn. It is so bad. Like gross porn or poorly no, made just porn? Like shitty porn. Oh, like, produced porn? Like there's there was one where like it, it's it's two dudes. And, like, he has his combat boot on the other dude's head while he's butt-fucking him. <laughs> I just... Get I'm over not... my obstacle pile! I'm going to go... I'm going to 100% be honest. That's not where I thought that story was going. That is not where I, I thought that was going. I, I have a hamstring pull just thinking about that. Wow. <laughs> Pulled a hammy in that story, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I thought that was going to a completely different place. That was... That... So hardcore. <laughs> if that tells you where my leanings are, I just I went a different way. Wow. All right. Well, that is everything we have on the agenda, unless there's anything else that you fellows think that we need to discuss. Oh, I think we can end with head stomping butt fucking and just cut it off. <laughs> I think we just named the episode. And on that bombshell, we shall say goodnight. Thank you all for joining us. We are the cosmically gathered nerds that know. I am Smurf in quest of a new liver. Bobby, the bodacious heavenly bodies. Something ood. And of course, the brilliant tank. Give us a like. Give us a share. Follow. And we want to share us. Be us the dirty secret that you want everyone to know about. But in the meantime, run fast, laugh hard, and always be kind. Good night!